All right, I'm going to start off with a question. Brian, will you teach me Excel? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck that. Hell yeah. So basically what you're going to want to do is here. control C, control V. Yep, control C. Uh-huh, control V. Uh-huh. Are yeah, that's you what I do all day work. only mode? That might be your issue. <laughs> so what you're going to want to do is save it, save as, save it as a different name, and uncheck protected, and uh, jump out the window. All right. Or, uh, all righty. <laughs> Here, still have no. issues? Uh, show me what's on your screen. No, no, you don't need to turn your camera on. No, no oh, you're picking up the laptop and you're don't playing it the laptop from the around. camera. Why don't you have hands Okay, on? and the window is still small, so we can still see nothing it would have that been is excellent on your screen. <laughs> if he was using the laptop camera that's built into the screen to, to present, and then he like turned it around, that would have been so funny. Or used a mirror. Oh, that's <laughs> held up a mirror to the oh. camera okay, on the well, laptop. It, okay. it, it looks like you're writing in Cyrillic text, so I can't really read what you're typing. <laughs> oh man, there's your problem. There's your problem. You're using Greek. I, I see. I see. It looks foreign to you because it is foreign. It, it, is, it is foreign. Yeah, it's all Greek to me. Okay, so you pick up pick up that laptop and smash it on the ground. Yeah, I thought you that will like, start there. I thought you were trying to do a transition, like, okay, pick up that, like, I have no idea what you were going with there. Now, Speaking no, no. Of, you know what you should pick up I'm is going your to free copy on Epic Games. So everybody shut minutes. the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Before Johnny makes some bad decisions, if you didn't know, this is the Mammoth Games cast. Um, you can check us out, actually. Follow us on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff there. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live and do jump just like this. Um, before we jump into the news, the uh, Epic Game Store is always giving out some something. Something. You know? Um, and. There are, I guess, two uh, horror games that are coming out here um, in the next, I don't know, like, couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. Um, right now, there is In Sound Mind. Um, the genre's uh, horror adventure. Um, yep. I never really checked into this. This is actually the first time I've, I've I've seen this. I have yeah, I, I have showed you the trailer to that multiple times during release <laughs> no episodes. <way>. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we I go remember back. when we were showing the trailer for this when it was coming out, and we were, I think a couple, at least me and Johnny, were both like, "Oh, this looks interesting. This looks kind of cool." So. Uh, it it doesn't look familiar to me, but it looks like I've seen a million other games like this. I hate you. Yeah. You've just seen this trailer a million times. It might be just this trailer specifically. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely I got it downloaded. Um, I haven't tried it out yet, but I'm I'm. It's weird that you said that interested. though, because it's a horror game, so we know you. I'll have to go through it very slowly. I need another person in the room. <laughs> um, all lights on. All lights on. Window open. The sound of birds frolicking. Yeah, he needs some pleasant things happening in the background. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody has to oh. be playing a mandolin. Confirmed. You can pet the cat. Yeah, of course. There you go. That's all you need. I don't know what else you need. Right? What if the cat is a villain? 
Uh, it probably they is. The Aren't they all? Aren't they all? That's a good point. Um, this one's going to be hanging out. Inside Minds is going to be hanging out uh, from now until March 24th. Whereas March 24th, uh, in the afternoon until uh, March 31st, you'll be able to pick up Demon's Tilt. Um, which is um, a occult pinball action. Love that. Occult pinball action. I mean, this looks kind of great. Oh, it looks. I, so I, I, I miss the simpler times of just wanting to sit and play pinball to kill time. So Sonic pinball too. This looks. Sonic pinball. This too. looks really good for a you know a pinball game. So it might be <laughs> the fact that the occult's involved. I don't know. Action horror. I, I I like the um, the 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 quality of of the pinball game. They're not trying to be this like make it look like a real pinball table. Um, there's like explosions and shit happening in the background, and it's kind of like a. It reminds me of like a bullet hell. Yeah, they, they specifically say it's got um you know Turbo Challenge Pinball Returns now with bigger sprites, more baddies, more secrets, and more bullets. Demon's Tilt pushes the limits of video pinball genre with shmup and hack and slash elements. Shmup. Shmup. That looks cool, though. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I think both of those definitely something to check out. Yeah. If you know, if, if you're not um. A as purist. deep into Elden Ring as a few of us here. We'll I get into Elden never, Ring here I don't, think I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to stop. I want Elden Ring pinball now. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so before we get into Elden Ring, we have not ripped on GameStop in a while. Finally. It's been a little yeah, it's bit. Been, it's been heating up. At, you know, it's, it's been getting you know pretty... It's been weighing on my mind a lot that we haven't talked you know. about GameStop. So right. I'm, glad, I'm glad we're finally getting to it. The place that you go to when you accidentally misspell GameSpot. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That can't happen. But good old uh like good old Reggie, um former president of Nintendo, yeah. reveals why he left GameStop. Um for this for this story, I'm gonna go ahead and uh hand it off to Austin. Yeah, so basically what happened is, uh, you know, the GameStop execs were all sitting at a big table, and they were like, yeah, okay, we, so we need to figure out how to make money. What was, uh, like, during the Firefest when they were like, we need to figure out a way how to dig ourselves out of this. And uh-huh. everybody was like, um, what if we did, like, what if we bought out and created more exclusive Funko Pops? Okay, horrible idea. What if we, um, you know, turned uh, GameStop into basically a warehouse that sells t-shirts okay perfect reggie's like yo what if we like made money what if we made like a profitable business and they threw him out the 17 story window like (laughs) it is like because he talked about some of his actual um like he didn't go into specific detail i guess but he talked about what some of his ideas were and uh yeah basically they just chose not to do that yeah, they just he, uh, they doubled down and went the other way. Yeah, what if we just uh, collapsed? <laughs> he wanted to be on their like strategy planning team, basically, to, to help de- develop business strategy. But the board, like, because the thing is, when he got signed on to to join the board, I feel like he was the only person, aside from the average Nintendo fanboy consumer, 
that didn't understand that he was there to be a face. That was it. Yeah. Um, so when he wanted to be on the strategy planning team, they were like, no, no, no. Um, and I will say, I, I think that the, the biggest part of that is that, yes, he does know the parts of the business as both a consumer and as a professional, but it's a different well, even, kind of business. Well, even he himself said that that was what he thought he was being brought on for. Yeah. I believe that's quoted in the article. It's like, that's why he joined onto the um, board of this was because he thought he had ideas to be able to turn things around. So yeah, he kind of even talks about, and I think this is this is like the latest thing that I've been getting really hung up on just like in life, where um, it seems like a lot of companies and, and businesses and stuff are, even whole industries, are like slowly collapsing because they just refuse to change and like change. do yeah. something that has like a long-term incentive. Um, so he says, you know, or this this article uh, on GameSpot, GameStopStopped.com, discusses how, you know, they, they had just brought in uh, the guy that basically launched um, Chewy.com, which I use. Um, as So Ryan Cohen was uh, the head of GameStop. Um, Cohen was pushing for, quote, more aggressive change at GameStop, but the board of directors had already gone through a number of, quote, bruising fights with shareholders and management did not want to go through that again. So basically... This, again, is a thing where, okay, when, when you talk about a corporation, which GameStop is, a corporation, its main goal, its purpose, point to exist, is to direct money to shareholders. Yes. As defined yeah. actually in a court of law. Legally. Has, yeah. Right. They cannot do things that do not benefit the shareholders. Like, literally, it is it, technically, it's not illegal, like you're going to go to jail or something, but you will lose control of the company or your job or whatever if you do any action as the the leader of a corporation that does not benefit the shareholders their their point is to benefit shareholders right there's there's no other purpose to a corporation so they talk about that it's like okay the board of directors and even you know the ceo of the company even reggie who's you know video game royalty basically right are saying like we need to do this we need to do xyz to make this company survive and the shareholders are saying no because they don't it doesn't matter if the company survives as long as they make their money in the short term that's all yes, that matters it is even when working there that was the biggest thing that i always talked about with other co-workers is that after years and years of dealing with it me and my peers for the most part had to understand that we knew nothing long term was going to happen it was all right. about the short term Every time anything would happen, it was it was only the short term. You know, right. this is the next three months. This is our focus. This is this quarter focus. This is this quarter focus. Um, never a, a five-year plan. Always a, a six-month plan. Well, when you look at those six-month plans, too, it's not like the six-month plan is figure out a new revenue stream with online sales or something. It's, it's uh, you know, make $1 trillion on Elden Ring. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's always it's something never immediate about revolved around one game. Yeah, it was. It's not growth related. It's not survivability related. It's not maintenance. It related. might not even it's, be factors that are even in their control at all. Right, right. It, that's it's why like, the, yeah. That's why the pre-order business is so big. That's why the pre-order business is so big with them because that's dictating their six-month mark, their nine-month mark, their whatever. Yep. 
uh, Cyberpunk was pre-order all the Cyberpunk merch that's coming out, and then delays would destroy everything. You'd miss your entire sales plan and be held responsible because the sales plan was yep. built around one game coming out. It was it was terrible, but that was all down to the shareholder stuff. The the biggest things I saw when I was there was like the website got rebranded and rebooted, which was great. It was still kind of broken at first, but as soon as yep. that was done, they let go of the guy that did it. Like yep. there's no there's no job security in the long term with them. Um, they recently parted ways with a lot of people um, in the company from higher positions. I oh, don't they've think had they're their ever CEO have change their... over, yeah, every like two or three years. Well, if you follow anything um, on LinkedIn, a ton of people that have been with the company for over a decade are, are leaving from different yeah. positions because things like their annual manager conference and stuff like that are, are going away. It's just never going to happen again. Um, yep. There are so many big changes happening. They're about to start shifting toward... Um, NFTs and stuff like that because it's the current hot trend for, that'll buy them about six months of time from shareholders. Um, it's yeah. I just I feel bad for Reggie because I, I again I feel like he was the only one out of the loop when all of the actual employees at the time when it was announced that he was going in every a few people like regular associates were like oh that's going to be so great and all of the real employees like the managers were just like y you guys know that's not going to mean anything right right <laughs> literally going to mean nothing because and it is really has power yeah, it's really interesting too where um you know reggie does talk about like one of his main things is yo we need to just pivot to online like why are we paying for these stores and if you are paying for the stores, pay for them as a distribution and pickup spot. Or, you know, like the, the actual point of a store where people can get some advice. If they don't know what they want, you can try to get some help in figuring out what you want, right? And, um, you know, it's, it is really weird where, it, on the one hand, it kind of seems like he's praising the CEO, Cohen. And then on the other hand, it's like, but he axed me out. He didn't want my opinion. And I just don't think that he knew this business, right? Which yeah, is wild because Chewy, the, the website that he launched, is entirely online. That's why it's <laughs> profitable, because they do yeah. not have to maintain buildings, right? So it, it is really odd. Like, how many total employees does Chewy have? You know what I mean? Like, 100 max? And it, that would probably be more than they need. So it, it is just really odd that it's like um, somebody that knew it from the vendor perspective from the sales perspective from a marketing perspective advertising um i guess i don't know if nintendo of america has had any kind of like restructurings or anything under reggie but if they had then he would have experience with that too and they the were other, like yeah we're not interested the other big problem that's there is that even with all the people that are coming into it with different kinds of experience their biggest biggest revenue revenue strain is trades and yeah. in order to keep driving those and keep them coming in, nobody that has moved into it has had the experience in, in pawn. And that's literally all it is. It's pawn shop. Like they're, mm -hmm. yeah. they're legally a pawn, pawn shop. shop. Legally, yeah. they're a pawn shop in so many different districts that that's just all it is. And that's their biggest moneymaker is people yeah. selling them shit. And if they can't keep that going, that's why they've got to be able to that's why they're never going to be able to make the big changes that's why they'll never be able to go online only yeah they don't even know what their core business is like they still wow. make money hand over fist on you selling them your old iPad and your old phone because yep. they'll give yep. you a decent chunk for it but then they're going to flip it for even more to some third party they don't even sell them through their website like 90% oh, of the stuff, stuff they sells, get goes to other people that stuff goes fast too I remember when we would take in there would be people on like waiting lists 
to get uh you know an iphone 5 or whatever and you, oh, well, you would trade it in and literally somebody would come that day to buy it they're not even going in stores now they just go straight out like they don't even go yeah. to customers they get sold yeah. to third parties by the pallet yep i do like that that's a lot better than worrying about selling it to a another person in the store yeah, when it could have, like, weird security features that weren't disabled properly and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That one happened every time. once in a while. One time. <laughs> but, yeah, right. so it is really but, odd. Um, so, yeah, we have actually another article to talk about here. It was, like, continuing that uh, yeah. moderate Slightly. amount of bash. Um, they did have their... Uh, they did release their uh, full, uh, like full year revenue... Uh, for the 2021 fiscal year, um, it was a little bit of a roller coaster. There were some positives and some negatives in there. Technically, um, they did report uh, net sales up six percent, um, but in, like at a total uh, net loss, um, with uh, I, I believe just on on that front of. Uh, 148 million uh, at yeah. the end of the day uh, for the full year, and that's just for the holiday, um, I believe. Uh, for the full year, their net sales rose 18%, but also posted a net loss of three point or uh, 381 million. Um, that's wild. Yeah. So worse, technically worse than 2020 was. Well, this is a this is another like how is that possible? This is another really interesting thing with, um, well, I, I guess it's because they had the support of the consoles, right? So it's, or the consoles came out two years ago, didn't they? Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, it is, it's like, it, you see this with a lot of companies where it's like, okay, our sales are growing year over year. Like we're, we're getting bigger, we're doing more business, but then they're experiencing these huge losses. And it's just, it's, it's super weird where it's like, I think... I don't know. I mean, where was the death knell, right? Was it when they bought out EB Games and they no longer had competition? Or Possibly. You know, it, I mean, if they that, don't have anything also... pushing them to innovate because they've isolated the market, essentially. I mean, yeah. technically, you're still competing. You're competing. Oh, yeah, you compete with the consoles themselves, marketplaces right. and stuff. Just, you know, people reading books or whatever instead of playing a game. Yeah, but, they're um, too big of a titan to need to innovate. That's just well, the big thing. And you is... take on all of that company's, you know, stock warehouses, uh, you know, and the, the employees that move that shit around. Their financial people, like it, they just they do this like blob maneuver where they just you know, GameStop itself, which is originally Babbage's, right, is not able to necessarily outsell, out make a deal, out compete anybody else, but they have money, so they can just buy somebody, right. And it's like, all, all businesses are doing this at this point. Like, um, Google is, you know, they just buy out anybody who has a competing software. And they're in every market. So that's, if you make anything, they're going to try to destroy you. Right? I mean, that's the, I, I think that's the thing with GameStop that's the, is. That's the they, mode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think GameStop was a bigger fish in a small pond. And then they moved to a bigger pond. And well, they found out that they're not yeah. the biggest fish. Like. Like, they're getting crushed by things like Amazon. Amazon. Amazon's just fucking destroying them, for sure. I mean, yeah, like, the storefronts themselves, you know? Just, like, why would I go to GameStop to buy Elden Ring? And I have to drive there. They may not have a copy. I might have to get it a day later. 
when I can literally buy it on the Xbox for the same price and it just downloads and it's ready before the game even releases. Yeah. Right. The second that it goes live, I can start playing. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Th- so so the only thing that I can think is, like like what what is something that GameStop could do to offset that? I mean, it would have to be get the game early, right? They have to make deals to break street date like some a, of these a, weird a, little indie stores do. I mean, Hell they yeah, have, they <laughs> have though. Um, when Animal Crossing when Animal Crossing came out, they did straight up break street date. It wasn't some an advertised did. thing. It was straight up start selling it. We're not going to be open tomorrow because of the pandemic. Start selling it. Yeah, um, yeah and I I don't think that's the thing. I think no. the thing should be where you want to play it first. You can play it on the fifteenth, or you can come play it. You can buy it from us and play it on the twelfth. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, there are. That's. I, I think that's how they could make some money. I mean, We're, we I are seeing the... digital games get the early access. Stranger of Paradise just had three day early access for people that bought it digitally. So, yeah. um, I think that it's it, it's on the publisher at that point is the problem, yeah. um, which would mean that they would have to take some kind of contract to to work some kind of better deal with these different places. But the other problem is places like GameStop aren't doing so great in, they're having a hard trouble gauging they're having trouble gauging where their success is coming from if, right. if you look at one of their top selling games right now I think that Miles Morales is still one of the top selling PS5 games and do you know why because it's in every fucking forced bundle that companies like GameStop sell you yeah like it's also really there's a reason though. it's one of the top selling games and it's because <laughs> people don't have a choice in buying it half the time Right. Right. Like, like if you look yeah. at Facebook Marketplace, you're going to find at least 30 people yeah. selling you a sealed copy of it at cost. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, it is too. Like, okay, the the advantages they have are the used market, right? It's like having the employee there that can reference other games to you. That's not just Amazon saying, "Oh, people who bought this also bought Pokemon," and it could be completely unrelated, right? Yeah, and the problem is though, they they're not give they don't have the hours to give the employees right. to be able to have them Do give that. you that support. You've right. got them you've got employees getting yelled at for clerking when that's all they can do when they're single coverage all day. Like they can yep. stand behind the counter and bring people out all day and let people steal because they don't have the time or the the labor to be able to put people out there. They don't invest another, in their own they don't invest in their own people and that's the biggest problem. Yeah, the um, whole retail market is collapsing right now because people know their They're value online retail is just i mean yeah. the online retail is very powerful but the way that you so the way that amazon is defeating all these businesses is by not caring about the amount of money spent right they can lose right. money on the amazon web store until 2015 or whatever you know it's okay we're gonna form a market here so obviously right. when you are walmart or whatever the way that you fight back is to double down on what you're good at and what makes it worthwhile to go to a physical store, right? Like you uh, double down using on your hours. workplace. And <laughs> but instead, what they're doing is, how can we make this the worst possible place on the face of the earth so that nobody ever wants to walk <laughs> into one of these stores again? Yeah, Walmart still sells their new games at launch, usually ten bucks cheaper than yeah. any other than than MSRP, um, but yeah. only in store. So you have to go in store to get it. Um, there's no incentive like that to drive while. you into a GameStop. Um, I will say that GameStop updated their website recently so that now you can use your monthly power-up rewards coupons 
online for your orders as easy Jesus. as during the order, during the checkout process, you just click to add your coupon. It's right there. It's so much easier. Wow, they made um, an innovation that Walmart.com figured out in 1996. Right, right. <laughs> um, but their website's still constantly broken. I, I still think yeah. that the majority of the stuff they get sales th from are people taking advantage of website glitches. Uh, a couple weeks Probably. ago, their website was broken, and it was giving $15 off any item you ordered. <laughs> there were people that tried to pre-order stuff, and those pre-orders all got canceled. But if you ordered something for in-store pickup, or if you ordered something for direct download or instant shit and it shipped fast enough then you just save the money you got 15 bucks off whatever and you cost the company thousands um and that happens consistently with them um and uh, their focuses are just always in the wrong spot they're still yep. they're still a company that their biggest argument is if we get people this membership they're going to spend more money in the store when that's not how it works anyone that worked there knows that no the people that spend the most in our store are the people with the membership. It doesn't work the other way. Buying a membership doesn't make you spend more. It's just that if you spend more, it's smart to have the membership. Yeah. You trick them. Mm -hmm. Like, those people that come in once, oh, good job, you trick them. Now they're just, you know, they still come in twice a year. It's just you trick them into spending an extra, like, what, is it 20 bucks now? Uh, if you get paper magazine, it's 20 If you still do digital, it's 15 But... Now that you can use That's the coupons funny, because online, I, I did the I, I did the physical magazine and I haven't seen a single one of them. Well, they're not oh, monthly. Geez. They're not monthly anymore either. I, I haven't seen one. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> so not apparently a, they're not, not annual one. either. Because they so. recently they downsized Game Informer a couple years ago. They downsized oh, Game I Informer remember. a few years ago. They stopped from going monthly to going like ten a year instead of twelve. Um, and then they are a significantly smaller magazine now. It's yeah. all like they're they're draining money from every different thing they own to funnel it into other places, which still do nothing but cause stress. They're not investing in their workforce at all, which means as a former employee, I have to teach current employees how to do things if I shop in their store. It's just, it's the worst. It's, I find it's, it easiest right there in the, in that just by not shopping in the store. Oh, I try not to. I, I, I avoid it to. completely. Um, the problem is sometimes I order stuff online, like when Tales of Arise dropped for Black Friday prices. Um, I ordered it like four times because it kept getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, and I kept taking the other copies back to return them. And I had to teach them how to do returns. I had to teach them how to adjust the price back to what I paid for it versus what it currently was. Um, it was a lot of why is this happening um, and it still blows my mind to see that they are focusing on things the way they still are um, stores aren't getting copies of anything in stock so they're still driving the whole you have to pre-order it to get it routine um, because if you try to go pick up a game off launch day you're probably not going to get it you know stores didn't get copies of Horizon, Zero, or Horizon Forbidden West as far as extras for like a week all they had was for pre-orders because people still last-minute pre-order stuff to get the day of copy. Yeah. yeah. Their biggest incentive lately has been pre-order bonuses that you can only get if you go into store. Like, they are not doing all the pre-order bonuses in the mail. Like, for orders, you have to go pick it up to get it. So it's little things like that which are kind of trying, I guess, but it's not enough. They're, they're going to continue to not meet ex they're, they're going to continue to square enix themselves 
into yep. oblivion because they're yep. never going to meet their own expectations because their own expectations are exceedingly high because they have to set high expectations for the shareholders who still want to pump money into them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that was... Um, That's our quarterly GameStop a, update. Yeah, a, a good meeting. <coughs> I, I think we've done what we can. Um and uh, if you guys are interested in this conversation, check back in like three months, uh, and 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 we'll do all of this probably over again. I don't want to say verbatim, but it'll be close. Yeah, it'll be real close. Yeah. All right. So I think you added this one, Brian, right? Uh, the yes. Um, that there's been reports that the. Um, developers of the perfect the, the next perfect dark game is kind of seeing the mass exodus of developers including two of their top writers apparently their studios has been downside or like because of this that essentially they're at like 50 percent of their workforce or something like that that around 36 employees have left the company just recently and this is the same studio that I believe um, when they announced that they were doing a perfect dark game that they were toting themselves as that they're going to be quote a quadruple A developer studio <laughs> and this like um, is kind of yeah and so it's just kind of raising a lot of warning flags about like what possibly is going on here that you would see this mass exodus of the studio and what does this mean for Perfect Dark? Which, personally, I've, I actually haven't played any of the uh, Perfect Dark games, so I don't have a history with this. But I found this really kind of interesting because it's just the amount of people that are leaving the studio. Now, it seems as though that Xbox is contracting with Crystal Dynamics to come in and help with the development of this game. And so there's some speculation that because of this partnership with Crystal Dynamics, they're either not needed anymore, or there's maybe development issues between the two studios trying to work together as far as, like, maybe over, you know, just who is doing what and what direction they should go with. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, it. For a while, we've been seeing a lot of good things about uh, Xbox and its studio acquisitions that it has underneath of its house that, um, you know, things have been getting better, that these studios have a lot of freedom, and that Xbox isn't bearing down, but I, for me personally, it kind of makes me wonder, like, maybe this is a situation in which there should have been a little bit more oversight on if you're having these kinds of issues. Yeah, um, I just dug some more information up on it too. I found a gamesindustry.biz article um, that said that it was like th around 34 staff members left the company in the past 12 months, and that's uh, that was through from information on LinkedIn. Yeah, so that's uh, pretty legit. Yeah, like that's 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 a lot because that's that was roughly like half of them. Um, a lot of people said that it was a a, a very um, they described the the hierarchy as top down or a top down environment. Um, people didn't feel like they were being heard on any kind of key issues they were frustrated um which wow imagine that um again news about employees not feeling like they're being heard and having their concerns addressed making them Seems want to, to be leave. a growing trend 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, or an form- existing trend that's always been there and now is actually being heard. Yeah, one former employee said, quote, making games is hard enough, let alone when you feel like you can't get through to people making the decisions that affect everyone. Like, ouch. Ouch. <laughs> so the initiative is um, a division of the Xbox Game Studio, uh, founded in 2018. Um, described by Xbox as a quadruple A game studio. Um, yeah. Whatever that it is. Led by Daryl uh, Galler, who is served as studio head for Crystal Dynamics. So the Crystal Dynamics partnership completely makes sense. I liked Perfect Dark. Um, when I saw that this was coming up, I was like, okay. You know, it's not something that... It's always one of those things, like, when you hear... Like, if they were, like... I think a lot of people got the same feeling when they're, like... Oh, we're going to do, like, a, like a reboot of Goldeneye. Or, you know, it, it, it's like, okay, that could be really cool. Um, but when we played, like, Perfect Dark, we played it the same way as Goldeneye. We had literally one joystick. So it, it's like, sometimes those things don't translate as well. It doesn't feel as good. It just feels... Because we're, we've been spoiled you know um right. with with uh, advanced mechanics um so i i was i was interested in this but uh it, it the initiative being part of the xbox game studio obviously having issues um they don't have anything else under their belt there's literally nothing else this is yeah. like the first thing right nothing that i've been able to see so that leads me to wonder i mean if crystal dynamics is helping with it like are they essentially taking it over yeah the initiative for i mean i don't know i it's uh, i don't want to say but it could be a studio that ends up being cannibalized i i can see it i mean i i feel like and i don't know if you guys share the same sentiment I remember seeing the trailer for Perfect Dark, and I don't even remember which was that even an E3 that that they revealed it, and then we haven't heard anything else since then about yeah. this game. I'm not gonna lie, I keep forgetting that it even exists. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's the I think that's another one of our problems that I personally am seeing with Microsoft just owning everything is that a lot of stuff gets overshadowed or gets announced and then just kind of like drops off the radar because it, it's the only window, like Microsoft only has so many windows to let you look at their games through and their products Microsoft through. Microsoft Windows. Oh, I didn't even think about hey that, there. folks. Well, Ironically enough. we don't have it on the we docket, but apparently Bethesda had a thing this week about um, Starfield. And I honestly had to remind myself that like, oh, they did do something for that and on and that's weird to me because like starfield is one of my most anticipated games this year i'm really curious to see what they're doing with it and they had a thing to come out with it and i just completely missed it granted i got a lot of other stuff going on like teaching people excel but that's why i asked yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's just like there's so much going on out there there there's so many things that it's hard to have the bandwidth for it yeah, we but, don't uh, have like a central place anymore as well. 
you know, we always look forward to E3. That was like the Super Bowl of video games for us, right? We knew what we were doing during that time. Yeah. Now we don't have things like that. It's just like... Well, I mean, everything's just fucking crazy. Even if we did, though, at this point now, it would just be, here's Microsoft, and they're going to talk about everything that's under their umbrella. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm at the point now where, yeah, they own some studios that I care about, but they also own a bunch of stuff that I could care, le- I couldn't care less about. So would I want to sit down and spend my time watching an hour or two hour long Xbox presentation in the hopes that I see the one or two studios that I do enjoy show something off? Or would I rather just wait till it's all over and see if there's, check the Cliff's notes for it if there's something I do care about enough? Like, I, I know that when it comes down to it, they're going to be very Bethesda focused. Like, if there was an E3 this year, Microsoft would be super focused with Bethesda because of Starfield. They talk about a couple other things and... Remember, I don't care about Bethesda games. I just I, there are very few that I care about in there. I would rather see uh, its own presentation still, and then ha- know that an Xbox presentation is going to be these three or four or five other things happening. Um, it's just such a tight focus with it all being under the Xbox umbrella now. That yeah, in the end, all the sales are still going to help them win, and that's kind of what they're relying on. But I I don't want to have to look through the Xbox window to see the 40 different developers and see what they're all working on and then start seeing everything get lost track of like this when an entire team decides to leave. Right. It just the focus needs to be a little bit more individualized even though it's under the Xbox umbrella in order for like these studios to have better attention and bandwidth with like regular consumers there needs to be more specific attention to it, it I, I, that correct me wrong that's where you're trying to go with this on this because right because that's what i'm seeing here that needs that yeah like i don't like the fact that everything is now under that xbox umbrella means that that's all that people focus on it's just like oh yeah it's xbox yeah it's xbox like it's not just xbox though it's it's all of these individual studios that are now a part of it um and right. they all need the attention, they all need the focus, so that when everything, anything else does come up, like, what's getting squashed? What are we not hearing about because it all has to go through the Xbox umbrella instead? What's getting lost in the, in the noise of all the news going around because of that Xbox filter that's happening? Makes sense. And don't even get me started on, like, the ridiculous fanboyism arguments that keep happening because of all of it. Yeah, that's just generally, like, I... I, Yeah. yeah. People kind of love that, though. Like, the the people, like, there's there's a group of people who just love that... That's, like, all they think Yeah, that competition. That competition, for some reason. Yeah. Like, it's just... Somehow it's all my Twitter feed has become over the course of the past two weeks, though. I don't even know how... But like I keep getting these like, well, these, like, like when pseudo Elden sponsored Ring... tweets that are like Xbox and this is what Xbox people are talking about, and then it's like PlayStation, this right. is what PlayStation people are talking about. But it's all just about each other. And it's like well, why when Elden Ring came out, I feel like all I saw in my Twitter feed was, Oh, it's actually running better here than it is there, or no, it's actually running better here than it is there. And it's like and I don't care. That's don't not care. even what that's not even what I was seeing as much of. I have really? literally been seeing so much more of 
haha, take that Sony fan, take that Sony ponies, because that's what they keep calling them. Your, oh, yeah. Your no, it was garbage along those Because lines. Elden Ring's doing so much better now, and I'm like, bro, both can be good. Right. Yeah, like, shut yeah, the I, fuck I, up. I can't imagine giving a shit. Yeah, like, and it's just, it's so much makes me just want to, like, reach through and strangle people. Be like, dude, why the fuck does that even matter to you? It does, it doesn't. You're literally just saying this to get mad. And like, oh, our, was... our planet is literally on fucking fire right now, yeah. and we're having, <laughs> we're still having this debate. <laughs> There's much more interesting things to be worried about. So speaking of Elden Ring, <laughs> speaking—that's the segue right there. Yeah. Speaking of Elden Ring, doing Elden incredibly Ring. well as more than 12 million copies sold, and it hasn't even been a month. Yo, yeah, that's crazy. So, especially for what it is, but to, like, to, to power to you, them because it's well earned from what. Well, they've just listening to breached. your guys' conversation and stuff. Yeah, it's it's gone from like you know the Souls thing had a dedicated fan base. It was like the true gamer, uh, you know, the 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 license that proved that you were a real gamer or whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> they have completely breached into mainstream. It's like we were saying before, where it's like people who only play the new Call of Duty and the new Madden are interested in Elden Ring. Or people that don't play anything know about Elden Ring. So there, there uh, are a yeah, few big things about, about it. Like, it, to, to, for comparison, you know, in within two weeks, Elden Ring sold 12 million copies worldwide. 12 million worldwide in a two-week span. Their previous best-selling title was Dark Souls 3. That's kind of weird. It took, them, it was Bloodborne it took, it took them four like years eight. for Dark Souls 3 to hit 10 million. Yeah. yeah. So but in two yeah. weeks, Elden Ring crushes with twelve million, and it's still going strong. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with um, some of the smart decisions that they made. Not only the gameplay making it more accessible, but the way that they um, presented the game and got it out to those reviewers early, so other people could see it. Um, it made other people go like, "Wow!" Because as soon as that embargo dropped, the first line I remember hearing was Jason Schreier going, "This is the best game I've ever played." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. There were so too. many, so many people were saying that this might be the best game of their of their life. Um, and there are some people that even went as far as to say, "I I feel bad saying it. This might be the like to me the best game of all time," yeah. because there are so many things that this game just did so well that people have had to try so hard to find negatives and the biggest I've seen are like oh this is glitchy or this is having frame rate issues it's like yeah but not yeah. everyone is having those frame rate issues what platform are you playing on well not but, only that but look at how much it's expanded compared to like you're comparing it to a game that you know is a hallway simulator oh yeah this game literally had breath of the wild moment when you first walk out of your like yeah. little tutorial dungeon open the door and step out to the horizon and if you see it, you can Zero literally nine. get there. I and fucking I was... missed the first sight of Grace for hours. <laughs> I, I, it's so open. I immediately just took a left, walked around a building, took another left, dropped down, grabbed an item, and was burnt to death by a dragon. And then nice. it kicked me back inside the building. I climbed all the way back out, and I was like, oh, that looks like a building out there. Walked clean past the the first like sight of grace which is like you're like uh right next to an npc like, at the very beginning as you walk out the door i never talked i talked to that guy 20 hours into the game 
the guy that makes fun of you and calls you a virgin. Maidenless. Oh, I'm sorry, a maidenless. Maidenless, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the like, game is just... thou art, bitch. You've got zero bitches. <laughs> it's just, it. the game has done such a good job of, if you already were a Souls fan, it hit every expectation you had and then some. But if you weren't, which we're now seeing a lot of people getting into it that weren't Souls fans, oh, yeah. they're, they're getting into it for different reasons because it is much more accessible. I have multiple friends right now that are playing it that have hated the Souls games in the past or that have never played a Souls game in the past. And I was kind of like, at first for one of them, I was like, I, you bought it? He's like, yeah, dude, I bought it. Are you sure you should have done that? I mean, <laughs> I personally bought idea? three copies of it, but I'm an idiot. You, however, have never played these games and you bought it. And how, how are you, how are you enjoying it? And then like <laughs> later the next day I got, I can't stop playing it. Oh my God, this is so good. I just beat my first boss. And I was like, that's, that's amazing. I think um, that's the key right there. It's the, um, and I found that with almost everybody that I've like, either pushed into or you know like accidentally helped be interested in a souls game from soft game um is they they either early on especially for dark souls there were friends that were like no you know i tried demon souls wasn't for me tried dark souls one wasn't for me and for some people it wasn't even until bloodborne and they defeated the cleric beast and they're like holy shit this is amazing like, yeah, exactly. He agrees, but it, it's it's like they have that sense of like I I accomplished something, and with something so mainstream, and to still have that core value of being able to accomplish that, be making the well, player feel yeah, so accomplished. It didn't. Uh, it didn't have to give anything up really to get the mainstream breakthrough, which is that, really that's, fascinating. That's exactly what that's it is. It, it didn't lose anything yeah. to in fact it only brought more yeah um, it just this had the you know the 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 base story on this was written by george rr R. martin and then uh-huh. readapted into what it currently is i would love and, george martin to just like talk i would love to see them both in an interview talk about like okay so basically what i came up with was like a kind of a game of thrones thing and they completely went a different way with it because apparently it is super different i think miyazaki has said like i don't think george would recognize most of his ideas in this but i also think that i've read somewhere that george has seen some of the stuff into this game yeah like george has seen some of the stuff and has like definitely liked what he's heard about it and like what he's seen about it like this is I think it's one of those things where, like, even though he's a very well-renowned, and I wasn't going to say well-respected, but well-renowned you know, author, um, he, he knows what he's good at, and he knows yeah, what people like about him. Yeah, imagine being involved in, like, two major cultural breakthrough hits. Yeah, know, Game like... Game of Thrones and then Elden Ring. Like, imagine being able to take what you're... Fa- like, Game of Thrones is also closer to his source material anyway for what he originally did, but, like... Imagine writing some stuff out, passing it along, and then seeing somebody take that and then tweak it and adapt it into this Goliath of a game, and then just looking at your characters and being like, he looks really cool with eight arms. <laughs> like, oh, what if he had he like walked- nine arms? Yeah, what what if what if this guy that had a gigantic golden shield and like a, a giant golden sword um, what if he wasn't just a normal knight, but what if he was like a spider that came crawling at you with a twisted face while swinging a sword at you? It's like, 
that's a different take that I wouldn't have thought of. Wow, <laughs> I almost want to see what he writes after seeing what happened with all of this. Like, I, I, I like to think where he started was, okay, picture this. Trifinger butthole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dog? Uh? Could it be? All right, dog? now I gotcha. Hey, it's Brian. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. This pandemic will not end just because we reached a specific day, but when we truly stop the spread of COVID-19. So please wear a mask and get vaccinated. You can find out where to get vaccinated by visiting vaccines.gov. Thank you and enjoy the show. Like, there are so many ridiculous things in the game that just make it so much more fun. And the fact that, yeah, in the earliest revisions of the game, it was getting shit on for its, for its, for its UX, like... But it was getting shit on not by players, but by UX designers. Other, UX designers. Yeah, yeah. And it's like who maybe, probably didn't play the game to begin with. Yeah, but, it was kind of you know, like the previous maybe games. You guys don't understand that we love this. This is an amazing. Like everything feels right about this game, and I think that's the the biggest thing about it is once you start playing it, all the Souls games feel very deliberate in their design. And yeah. this still does that. It still feels very deliberate, and because of the way it is, because of the way it feels, you don't need everything telling you what to do. It, you, it just happens. I, I just looked down on like the trending on Twitter, um, and just bought like Elden Ring bosses. Those are the things that are trending. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's insane. It's it's so Sorry. good. Um, I still literally cannot think of anything bad to say about the game. Uh, it harkens back to the early like I, I want to go back to like the retro days of playing RPGs where you didn't have a quest log or a thing that you could pull up to say, oh, go do this now, where you would have had to jot things down to remember what an NPC said about something. And I think that's still one of the coolest things about the quest lines in this is that there's that, there's that reward in paying attention. Um, it's not yeah. that you pop something up and it tells you go do this, then go do this, then go do this. You just have to figure that out for yourself. Um, it took until even a, if you don't, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. I was gonna say even until a recent update, like all you had, all you could really do is pull up your map and put markers to say like, oh yeah, this was a hot spot. This is I need to go here. I want to go there. Or I was here. I was there. There's a shopkeeper here because you can put icons on your map. Um, with a recent update, once you encounter an NPC, now it will just be on your map, so you always know that that NPC was there. But sometimes you'll go to a place and it'll say the NPC's there, and you'll get there, and the NPC won't be there anymore, and you're like, oh, and then your map will update to reflect that the NPC's no longer there. Yeah, it's yeah. somewhere to be. A lot of them do, and a lot of them it's to the death. And it's it's just it was such a different experience while also not being that different. Um, it opened my yeah. eyes for sure that now I understand why I liked Breath of the Wild as much as I did. And it wasn't just because it was a different Zelda game. It was because it didn't hold my hand on telling me where to go. It's also like just really fresh, especially for a Souls game. It feels like like it, it's not something that I expect a lot of innovation in. When I think of like a Souls game, I'm like, okay, it is what it is. But they managed to, you know, throw an innovation into that. Yeah, they've done a really like the biggest complaints I see are people 
that aren't big Souls games. Like there are people complaining about it that obviously haven't played it because their their angers are their things they're mad with are like oh there's so many recycled enemies or recycled animations and it's like grow the <laughs> fuck up. Like, well, I hate to tell you, in all of your favorite games, there's a ton of recycled animation. Yeah, like, somebody pointed game. out that your um, flask-drinking animation in Elden Ring is the exact same as the Dark Souls 3 flask-drinking animation. Sure. And somebody tried to rip that apart, and it's like, first oh, of all, you went through the effort to research that and find that out. So, you're annoying. <laughs> Two, and... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a good no, animation. I mean, smart. It works. It's iconic. Like we had the same we had the same discussion with um, uh, Horizon. You know, there was yeah. the the I think the repelling when you're up and you're repelling down somewhere. They're like yeah. it's the same one from uh, the, in Forbidden West as it was in um, the previous, and, and it's, it's kind of like, like that yeah, means you're smart. Yeah, like, it's like why, why would I use the same code for like decades? They never heard. <laughs> don't like i'm not gonna reinvent the wheel right you know don't reinvent the wheel you don't have to it's done Th right. this that that part's already done why would you waste more resources on it exactly. because you're spending 60 bucks on a game like that doesn't make any fucking sense Yep. yeah like okay i know we have the car and we have the combustion engine but to make the next car we have to recreate this combustion completely engine completely from the ground up recreate yeah Again, that's how we got the slant six. I think, though, I'm calling it back. <laughs> like, but it's just, in short, Elden Ring doing incredibly well. It's doing incredibly well, not just in, in sales. It's doing extremely well in social media. So many streamers oh, yeah. and content creators are utilizing it in great ways. Um, I mean, it's one of my favorite streams to put on the background. Is like when I'm working or something like that. I'll throw on someone who's doing an Elden Ring stream and stuff, and it's just been great to have that on like it's it's the speedrun community is already clamoring toward it in great ways um celebrities are playing it like crazy and i love that about it um it is broken into everything right now and i would not be and I, I love the fact that they said due to the success already they're planning on expanding everything out to more than just the game so we might see other elden ring things happening which is awesome i'll take it um, the lore yeah. that's in this world alone is so deep that I still don't understand a lot of it, but it, it's one of those games that rewards well, you for paying attention, which is what the Souls games always did. We get a lot of bits and pieces along the way. Oh, yeah. You know? It, it, and that's the kind of the charm of the game. You're not just getting the story from the people. They're telling you a lot of the stories that you're picking up, they're telling you their side of the story. That's also a good distinction. A lot of video games don't do that, where they create a story, and then they'll tell this person that you run into will tell this side of the story. And the other person you run into might not even have a side of the story at all. They didn't care enough to, you know, dive into whatever the other side of their side of the story is. They're like, no, I'm just going to fucking murder them. That that, that solves the, oh, yeah. the, the story in general. Like, it's... Yeah, it's such an interesting game that does just things that other like uh, other people they've already been biting on for some time you know trying to figure out exactly how, i mean we get a lot of games i, I think that was a couple of years ago where everyone was describing games that were open world and that had any sort of bit of difficulty they were describing them as like a souls game i remember that conversation for that a was while. funny 
that that was really funny and yeah yeah it's it is it, it makes sense and i and i can't wait to see how this um this will yeah, this, this the conversation the same way probably any yeah. open world game is going to be described as an elden ring game yeah, yeah every yeah. a lot of a lot of other a lot of um, reviewers and journalists are saying that they would love to see and they, they feel like it's a necessity at this point going forward that other open world games are going to have to take some notes from this they're, they're going to have to and well how it, would you not yeah. And, yeah and maybe people are learning that you know I don't have to have a, a quest log pop up my screen with my main character saying wow I should really walk over there and check that out Wow, I should really I should walk over there and hey, what's that? What's that shining I'm seeing over there? Like, you don't need that. I, I like, I love the idea that if I'm an idiot and I'm running through an area on horseback so that I don't die, I can I can miss like three dungeons. Everything. And, yeah, yeah, I can miss everything. I can, yeah. I can just miss an NPC that's sitting somewhere because I wasn't paying attention. Um, I need to pay attention to the audio. There's there's a point early in the game where if you just run past something, you have no idea what's going on. But if you wander close enough, you hear somebody yelling like, "Hey, hello, can you see me?" And it's a hidden NPC that you can go find, and that will yeah. follow you throughout the game and help you. That's cool. Yeah. Even like howls, like you hear, like it, that happened to me. I just hear something howling, and I look up. Hey, there's an NPC on top of this big rune. How do I get him down? Yeah, it's it's such a rewarding game to pay attention to because for that NPC, like another NPC, tells you like, if you ever hear some howling, you should you should try doing this, and he gives you a new emote to use. And if you yeah. if you hear that and you do that, then the NPC will jump down and talk to you, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and those things are hard to remember once you've been playing the game for yeah, 20 it's, or 30 it's hours. The idea of like wanting to jot down little notes for yourself, which is another big thing I've seen, is a lot of players started tracking their own little journals and their own diaries for playing the game with their own little artwork and stuff in it, which has also been great. Yeah. Like, this this game stands to... It, it, even though it's still early in the year, it's going to be top contender for game of the year. It's going to take oh, yeah, a it'll be lot, a sure. lot to knock this out. Um, but um, I am curious, though, on what um, other things they're interested in bringing forth with um, this combination of you know like from software and and um george rr R. martin um yeah. because george seemed really interested in it well not yeah that and then they said that they consider elden ring to be the launch of a franchise not just yes. one game in a series so. and and yeah like i said story wise it, it likes to do this thing where it gives you this portion of the story and you might hear the other half of this story you might not the, the story might be dead you may have to you know, make it an item that gives you a little bit more in a description of the story like um i would like or, to see maybe you know maybe a novelization of the everything before the shattering Yep. Um, yeah. Maybe an animated series based on things before the shattering, um, made by the Castlevania people. Oh God, it would be so good. That'd be, That'd be fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's so much potential that's there. Um, and of course, like collectibles, I will buy them. I'm sorry at this sure. point, if you drop collectibles related to this game, I will buy a like eight inch statue of the dung eater just to have it sitting on my desk. Hell house. yeah, the dung because eater. He's so the only one. God, That's the only one a, I want. It's so ridiculous. Like everything about this game just wants me to go off on some random diatribe, and I can't. It's I, I've got to with dung eating action. It's with dung eating action. It's, it's just that it's so good. Um, but there's reasons it's blowed away expectations. It has. Yeah. It, it's. 
I don't think anything has seen such out of nowhere success as this because I certainly did not expect these kinds of numbers. I've been thinking about it. I expected the Souls community to like come out at strong and be like, yeah, cool, we like five million right at launch, that's awesome. And then to find out like, oh, oh, more than more more in two weeks than any of their games have done since launch. Damn. I've I've been thinking about it and I'm like, how can we as as a group as a society play this and the only way i can think is it wouldn't be if i'm playing it or you know if we team up and play in the same world we could do that we definitely could do that i think i know where you're going but i think we have to get austin the game and you guys all just watch me play and we watch him play (laughs) slash walk him through (laughs) Well, an- another thing is, like, the multiplayer aspects of this game. It, it has built, like, a camaraderie, um, because within the game, there are different factions anyway. There's different routes you can go and different people you can follow. Yeah. But in the multiplayer menu, you can join, you can set up groups. Um, you can kind of, like, set up almost, like, like guilds or groups that you can be a part of just by putting a specific, like, name or a, a word in one of the little five options it gives you. And even if you're not actively playing with someone... If, uh, when other people do important things in the game, it will buff you. It will give you additional. It will give you additional runes. It will give you additional little tiny stat buffs here and there. Yeah. So they've added a lot, a lot of depth to it as far as wanting it to feel like a bigger world than just your experience. For sure. All right. So speaking of what? a bigger world with more experience. <laughs> more experiences for sure. Uh, uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Booster Pack. Uh, booster part one is out now yeah so um last month as part of the nintendo direct they said mario kart 8 deluxe is basically getting a full additional mario kart game worth of yeah essentially they're Um, more than doubling the amount yeah right they're adding 48 new tracks they're going to be released in six waves with eight new tracks each so this is the first one of those as well as the 2.0 update which is kind of i mean in a way it's admitting that it's a sequel right like they're just building a sequel on top of the old framework well yeah anytime you go from 1.0 to 2.0 right i mean there you go that's typically i mean that's why games are called two right Right. it's the second one so um as expected this is bringing the new courses it fixes online play and other minor fixes um (laughs) those courses are paris promenade toad circuit chaco mountain coconut mall tokyo blur shroom ridge sky garden and ninja hideaway uh some of these are returning favorites and others are new um having only been around since the mobile mario kart game yeah um support for dlc uh all players can select from the new courses if one person in the lobby has the booster course pass which is really cool yeah i like that um just watching this little trailer watching this little trailer makes me want to play it does look like a sequel. I mean, you know. So it, it is kind of funny that Nintendo has kind of gone a completely different way from a lot of the industry on this, where it's like, okay, we're going to make one last Super Smash Brothers game, and then we'll just support it forever. We're going to make one last Mario Kart game, and then we're just going to add a whole new game's framework on top of it. See, yeah, that's so smart. And we've been saying it for so long about, like... With, like, um, sports games. Sports games. Yeah. It makes sense. And seeing it elsewhere like i wasn't on board with it at first yeah 
It is interesting, though. It's really interesting. Yeah, looking at it, I'm like, why not? I mean, they have their their player base is already there. Yep. You know, they're they're already playing. They've already sold 100 quadrillion copies. Yeah, they can just build upon this game that's already doing a great job. Move it to version 2.0. You know, it, it like... That that I think that can really make early access like a worthwhile thing for you know studio like smaller studios uh, and then yeah. I, you know Nintendo's a massive studio but I look at things like some of my favorite games right now excluding Elden Ring um, <laughs> <laughs> it's I have to exclude it because it's not fair um, are games that are in early access you know it's it's Baldur's Gate three it's Session. Um, and those games, I could see, like, yeah, why I mean, should at, they stop building their game? They're going to take yeah. the framework of that game anyway and make a second game. Why would they just stop building on that game and not update the, you know, Unreal Engine version that they're using? Yeah, and look at something like, like Rocket that. League, right? That had right. such... It, it was around for a while with really no attention. And then they kind of had a breakthrough when they were on, uh, I think, Epic and PlayStation Plus and stuff. And then they've just—they're gonna support that game until you know the sun burns out. I mean, yeah, there's, there's. If you're still making the money on it, and you know they do the additional um, revenue stream, so I mean, Nintendo's doing something standard. You pay for the pass, or it's part of the super deluxe uh, online thing, which is bad. Um, but yeah. you know, other than that, like if you can still make your revenue on it, why go make a whole nother thing when you have one right there that's ready to roll? Yeah, I mean, Rocket League's a great a great example. Yeah. I mean, they were around for so long. I mean, yeah, they're doing, Rocket League yeah, is a updates. sequel. Yeah. It's it's not even the first game. It, it had, uh, what was it, like, supersonic, acrobatic, super rocket-powered cars or something. Yeah, wasn't that the uh, the girl in that one Deadpool movie? <laughs> Nagasonic <laughs> Teenage Warhead? That's funny. Yeah, let's see what you're doing. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's cool. I'll keep an eye on it. Obviously, I don't... I mean, I, I really don't play most of the... I don't really play on the Switch much other than... I, I haven't really played a lot more of uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, it just kind of sits there for a while until I get obsessed with something. There has to be... Yeah, there has to be something that, that is... Pulling me. Pull, pulling you there, and yep. then at the same yep. time, it has to maintain your attention. And that... It, it's hard to do. It I mean, if you own... My attention as as like as a kid if this was the only thing you had oh yeah you know i could definitely say if this even as an adult if i only bought oh i have like hundreds of hours on the uh uh the n64 version of this yeah for sure sure yeah so i i I could definitely see um I, i think maybe we're just in a an interesting we're spoiled we're yeah we're we're older and now we're spoiled yep so Uh, well it's out it's out now you can go grab that check out mario kart mario 8 deluxe 2 i yeah is that what we should call it it is if you can buy the pass on its own or if you have the super expansion nintendo online membership that gets you the n64 and sega genesis games as well then it's part of that so yeah. Um, just remember there's different ways to get it. If you plan on keeping that membership, just do it that way instead. It's going to be a better idea for you. Um, or if you just don't care enough and only care about Mario Kart, 
just I mean you're literally to me paying for the pass you're already getting like the value out of just these courses alone like that's that's the other big takeaway is that with this they're giving a huge amount of content for such a low price they're not nickel and diamond you to death like they did with smash per character yeah now I want to play Mario Kart awesome um Vampire the Masquerade what's going on with this Austin I feel like you're the one that knows yes I'm the one that added this as everyone could probably guess. So they're doing like almost like a um, detective, almost like doing, uh, it reminds me of Vampire mixed with Sinking City, right? So it's a vampire game where you're doing research and stuff, but also you are an, a powerful uh, immortal being that can eat people. So um, seems interesting. And uh, I think one of the reasons that I've, I've been really interested in Vampire the Masquerade lately is that they basically did one of the things that I talk about a lot, which is everybody should just do the Warhammer games model of just, like, anybody can license our shit. Like, if you want to make something in our setting, go for it. If it's good, then we'll make a lot of money off of, you know, the licensing deal, and I'm sure they just take a percentage or whatever. <laughs> and, and if, it's, if bad, it's bad, we'll just blame you. Nobody will give a shit. And, well, yeah. It's, and we'll all forget it, yeah. And everybody will forget about it and won't harm our brand. So Vampire's been doing this. Um, still obviously really excited for Bloodlines 2 when that game gets sold to a, a whole new Whatever studio and remade from the ground up in 20 again. years. Again. But, yeah. again. But, um, you know, it's it, it seems like in a really interesting world that's been really fleshed out at this point, they have like, I don't know, there's like a canonical starting point that all these games can start at. And again, I think that kind of somewhat limited... Um, you know, with working with a license, right? So it's like you have to follow their rules. I think that gives people a lot of interesting room for creativity. And uh, I, I think this could be one of the ones that people kind of are able to get into from, you know, coming from an outside perspective. It's like, okay, you're doing it basically an investigative... I mean, it looks like, you know, it like, looks a, like he- Heavy Rain or something. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a mixture of those three right vampire heavy rain and whatever the other one i said was i forgot already sure so uh you know definitely something to keep an eye on it's these typically release a little cheaper so they're like you know 40 bucks instead of 60 or 70 um something that is going to be full price and you better believe you're going to be paying for a shitload of dlc as time goes on was revealed at the sony state of play uh, yeah, it was the Minnesota. official 14-minute gameplay reveal of Hogwarts Legacy, which is coming at the end of this year. Maybe, unless it gets Maybe. delayed. Possibly. Right. Now, currently, it's coming at the end of this year. Austin, I feel like you and I have talked about this for a very yeah, long Johnny, time. Johnny, we've yeah, we've all kind of. I think. Well, I mean, this game I mean, has been on the radar for a while. It, well, no, I mean, even before this game was on the radar, you and I. Even before we started, oh yeah, of what college, a good Harry Potter game should be. What is a good, and it's not even Harry Potter. It's it's, right, it's yeah. what is a good Naruto game. That's what setting. is a good insert thing here that has characters, and this right. one immediately just strikes it by this is how doing you do what license. I want it to do. Yep, like right. it, it's immediately like yes, it's, it, you are a character. 
and you get to do this within this, uh, you know, within this world. Just you're, you're in a showing your setting, but we're doing our own thing. Yeah, yeah. and just showing them create the character, you know, create the character, and then sort yep. the character. Yep. That that I think that's going to be enough for. Yeah, it's going to be enough for a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. Too. And it is. I mean, it, you know, me and all of us really have talked about the the general like it, it's conflicting like after seeing this it really has turned my opinion in a lot of ways because ahead of time it was like well this could be anything this may or may not be good um you know it's almost at a point where it's like you kind of wish that this looked like it was going to be bad because then it's just easier to navigate the uh, yeah yeah so obviously um you know it's on site if i ever see jk rowling in the streets there's gonna be a problem an uppercut you know, finisher is uppercut, what he's thinking, I think. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna yell, "Get over here!" Um, her security <laughs> is gonna shoot here. me as I approach. It's you a whole problem. This is why, this is oh, why I don't go to Scotland, right? Because it's just too much of a risk. You should exclusively refer. <laughs> I, I don't want to, another body. I don't want another body on my record. You, you, yeah, you should don't, exclusively don't put refer to J.K. Rowling as a they/them. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> mess with they/them on the street. I, I, I don't have any more room on my cheek for more teardrops. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um it, it looks really That's interesting i can i mean i can see i like a taste of what some of the like issues are going to be ahead of time so it's like sure. stuff that i can live with basically so you know i i need to see controls i even said they should do like you said with session they should do the session thing of like putting a controller like image on the screen and showing what buttons are being hit because I just right. it it looks like you're doing really complicated stuff, and obviously you know it's, it's all like just like combos or whatever. Yeah, it's probably gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably all predetermined even. But um, I'm interested to see that in action. This is something that they're gonna have to do some hands-on demos of. I think um, they get to a point later on in the game where it seems like there is gonna be some uh, microtransactional stuff going on. No, they uh, said that there isn't. Okay, they so they, they've got a lot of timer. No... They've got a lot of timer-based things, and that has yeah. me worried because that's the easiest way to make money. Is oh, do you want to skip this? So no, they they outright said that there's not going to be any microtransactions. Yeah, they said no microtransactions, all single player. So yeah, well, I, I mean, it's I, I want to. This reveal was good enough that now I want to see more. Whereas I. I wasn't like writing it off in the past, but I wanted to get the opportunity to write it off, right? Sure. Um, no, makes sense. Won't give it to me. I'm I'm just excited to see explore this world. Like one of the big things they said during this demo was, you're going to get to explore places um, that we've never seen before. So this yeah. may this is the first time we're mapping out the um, some of the Hufflepuff grounds. Yeah, like Hufflepuff common room. Right. You know, and places that we've just never, ever been. Something I really like is that you're going to class. So this it, yeah. is like, it's got the persona concept in it, right? I wanted like, to, I, I wanted to, that awesome. was what I was going to say just a second ago. Um, I, I wanted to just say bully. Yeah. Because I kind that's of That's what want, I keep hearing a lot of, too, is a that, lot that, of people that's, are saying they're getting bully vibes from this. And and I, I love bully so much, and so did a lot of people. And in fact, people was, keep theorizing that there's going to be a bully two announced any day now for like the last twenty years. 
Well, this Don't could be something that helps. You can get cross-gen play on GTA Online, so... Yeah. That's a good point. Good point. No, I mean, Stop th- playing this could with be four something people. that pushes them, though. You don't need cross-gen. You need your friends to have money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, J.K. Rowling is really against cross-gen stuff. <laughs> oh, Folks. So, well! Uh, so, uh, it, it looks interesting. I, I want to see more. But it's not like I, I don't think at this point I need to see more, right? I, I think I'm. This could be enough for you at this point. Yeah, I would love to see the studio do like, um, you know, we are breaking copyright law and we are not going to pay JK for any of the licensing fees on this. That'd be awesome. Uh, I would support them on a lawsuit for that for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, that, that's the thing that is tough. That's the, like, imagine having thing. like The elephant in the room. Yeah, imagine having, like, Lord of the Rings level, like, fandom. Imagine having one of the biggest brands in the world, like, unilaterally considered, like, one of the most influential uh, children, young adult authors of all time. Like, oh, just yeah. a, a mount, like, more goodwill... And then just you, for some reason, feel like you have to start, uh, you know, having like human rights hot takes. It's just shut up. Just yeah, shut no, your mouth real. and disappear and go live in a castle in Scotland and never be talked about again. We, like, yeah, I we just know don't too much about these people. So much money. They, them has so much money. Why do you have to open your fucking mouth? I just don't get it. Yeah. Super, super crazy. I would never be heard like... from again. People yeah. wouldn't even know what... I would be, like, Stephen King. I would just live in a weird, like, suburban town where people are like, hey, aren't you that guy that wrote that? Like, aren't you no. the dude on the cocaine bender? And I'd be like, no. Everybody says Wait, that. the it's cocaine bender? Yeah, no, that's not I me. mean, yeah, that was me a while ago, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, I just don't get it. And it, to just to annihilate the goodwill like that, it, it's amazing. It, yeah. All it does is to further my theories on, uh, on conspiracy theories. I'm thinking about yeah, watching sure. all this real. gameplay, and I, I wish I could just do a melee build. Melee? <laughs> yeah, do a, a spellblade well, build. Well, okay, so one of the things that they talked about in this was builds. that uh, you can not only do spells, but also magical artifacts as well. So I'm oh. wondering if you can like potentially do a melee build. Artificer build. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I would definitely see myself doing like multiple playthroughs of the game to do like different styles and stuff builds if that's something that the game does that is something this definitely like when they do when studios do these like single player only style games especially like when we're talking about avalanche which we've seen other stuff that they've worked on of course they do tend to do the thing where you just get good at everything which is that's fine if you're going for like the pure power fantasy but it does look like they have trees and stuff when they show the talents and everything. So there's not yeah, a lot is the problem. So like, yeah, we see. Yeah, and let some me, of let this, me scroll back to that page. Um, yeah, and some of this even morality based too. Right. Like, so that that's cool. That's yeah. We were saying that kind of almost has like a fable vibe. This really makes me want to fable. Yes. Yes. So yeah, yeah. There are. That's so what I core, said immediately. Your core skills have seventeen. Uh, there's like 14 options in spell casting, uh, four in stealth, eight in potions, and seven in whatever the other one is. Let's see if they select it. Stealth, core, go over. Nope, they don't. So it, there's really, I mean, maybe there's like, you know, 50 levels or whatever you'd refer to that as. I don't know. So 
you know, doesn't seem like they're going to be doing anything. Like, they're not going to have, like, 14 trees that are all, like, you can only get into two of them or something, like, in The Witcher. Right. But, uh, you know, it's it's got some customization there. So I, I'd be interested to see more of that, and hopefully they kind of lean into that and develop that as time goes on. Yeah, I think the biggest thing here is this could be... I, I always look at things like this, especially when it's something brand new, is like the beginning of something great. This right. is a great right. idea. Extremely and, good promise. And yeah, the comments on like the video and stuff, it, the top comment, this is everything I would want from a Harry Potter game. Exactly right. That's basically what we started out by saying. Right. Um, and you could pushing. become a master in herbology and attack people with plant creatures. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. All about yeah. that herb. Yeah. We're, herb, um, straight up herb build. Yeah, I'm going all herb. Um, but <laughs> fully loaded over here. It, it, it's like uh, imagine if they continue continue on and and they push this what like what they could accomplish and what yeah. the, from learning just from this game. So here's what you do. Like I've got I've got their their ten year roadmap all laid out. You start making DLCs that introduce basically just a new class that you attend, and it, it gives you the chance to do entirely new builds, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you can become be a cool. beast master. You're just unleashing fucking Grindle, Grindle wolves or whatever the fuck onto people. That'd be so sick. <laughs> Grindle Grundle, Grundle, Gru Grundle tanks. All the Johnny Depps. Yep. <laughs> Horrible. Johnny Depp is like a beast oh, that you have chained I up. For I forgot about flying. Yep, you can fly. They fly fuck. now. You can just fly around the world. And the world looks fly. pretty big. Folks. Yeah. I heard a laugh in there. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah it's extremely right. good uh so we got one final announcement this was like my corner the last three stories yeah <laughs> so the uh the final trailer and then we'll wrap it up um the creator Boop. of her story which do i remember who that is yeah sam barlow okay correct um so they made uh what was the second one they did telling lies mm -hmm. uh which was like Telling they actually had lies? some yeah they had some big budget like multiple big actors in it and basically there was it was the same structure where you're watching uh videos but in this case it was supposed to be of them communicating with each other on like uh you know zoom or whatever yeah um and you were you know trying to track down like there was some kind of subplot i haven't played it unfortunately because i just haven't gotten a good you know eight hour chunk to sit and play that and you know just blow my way through it um so there's another uh game coming out from them it's a movie star mystery uh and it's called immortality you're basically uh like an actress goes missing and then for some reason you know you are her uh stalker fan or whatever it's trying to track her down and you're going through movie clips that she has been in to like figure out what has happened so yeah uh, we can get a first look at each of the movies and know exactly how players are piecing them together. So it looks like there's three films. Oh, that you that's are what this is. I piecing oh, I saw, together. Like as soon as I saw this, I saw this like being circulated on Twitter or something like that. I didn't really read into it or anything. It was just like I saw this play a little bit. I'm like, okay. I didn't realize that that's what this was. Yeah, yeah. So it's an interactive movie trilogy. Uh, you will work on match cuts to figure out what happened. So you click on a specific area in the scene, and then you're taken to one of the other two films where the character or object that you clicked is in the same pose, right? So you're like, you might see maybe the, the actress will make like a certain expression, 
and you'll click that. So you see her in an interview, right? And she gives a certain right. expression that kind of maybe it makes you think that maybe she's like scared or something. And so you click on it, and it'll take you to you know like a, a murder scene in the horror movie or whatever where she's about to be killed, and you're like, okay, yeah, she was looking at someone behind the interviewer and she was afraid, right? And you're just slowly piecing together the story like that. So uh, her story was basically a woman got arrested and she's being interviewed and you have to like go to different sections of the interview to try to catch her in lies or figure out um, what happened, right? So like these, it's a really unique style of game, really interesting game. Um, It's like a good reinvention of like a um, point and click adventure. Yeah, it's it's like a, a, a modern, um, yeah, a, a new type of point-and-click adventure. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it really did help to revitalize the scene. So there was, for sure, like the the Double Fine adventure game Kickstarter that was at the time it was the biggest Kickstarter for a game. Um, there was a couple other things that kind of set it off. I think, uh, you know, you could say like Heavy Rain or that style of game kind of helped to bring it back. And then her story was like, it's not that we're bringing it back. We're doing a totally new thing with it. And all of these games are all FMV, which is really cool. Um, I'm into the FMV stuff again. We just talked about that a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So it, it doesn't have a release date yet, but they're expecting this year in the summer, probably. It's going to be on Game Pass. So it's going to be on the you know Xbox you and Windows. Uh, game Passes for either one. And... Uh, again just kind of as we were talking about like you get the you get the pluses and minuses of microsoft owning like half of all game studios right it's like on the one they can sell you a subscription and you can get you know five or six new games day and date of release for 15 bucks a month and then the downside is that you have to talk about xbox when you talk about this <laughs> game, right sure. so like it's it all it, it is it, it the downside is that it is content locked and it is stuck on a particular, you know, you have to go to one particular space to play it. That's why I was really not happy with the uh, Apple Arcade or whatever, where yeah. there were these really good mobile games. That from I mean, everything I've heard, said that they were particularly good mobile games, right? And when I still had it, they, I mean, yeah, there were some really good standout games on. Yeah, there. and they're basically i don't know if some have come to android some haven't or whatever a lot of them have released on pc to play but it's like i cannot play uh many motorways on my android phone and i mean i guess this is the same solution as uh grand theft auto right stop being poor right but it's just like (laughs) i you know it's it just sucks that it's locked behind something so like obviously you can just go buy it on pc or whatever you know it's fine but that's kind of stupid if you can just spend $15 and play it on Game Pass, right? It's This is probably... These are typically, like, $20, $30 games. This one, they're getting more expensive. As, you know, her story was, like, $20. Um, Telling Lies was 30 This is probably going to be 40 just because of the level of... You know, they're getting actors. Like, they have like, extremely yeah. good union representation. <laughs> you have to pay them. Uh, they're filming a lot of content, right? So... Um, they're getting more expensive as time goes on. So I, obviously I would recommend doing the Game Pass and playing it because you can, you know, ideally you would play it maybe two or three sittings max. Um, I guess I don't know how much content there is in these movies. It might even take longer now. But, um, you know, it, it, it is kind of, it's it's tough to see these deals that are like, and this is true for a lot of, everything we've talked about this conversation really, right? This whole uh, episode today 
is kind of like, well, you know, GameStop is collapsing, um, you know, it, the different various stuff that we've talked about. It's like, but there's a deal to be made. Like, the reason this stuff is happening is because it makes money, you know? And right. it's, it's kind of tough to, you know, in some cases it's good for me, in some cases it's bad for me. And it is hard to just draw a line and say, like, okay, I'm making, like, a moral stance on this or whatever. I think that, you know, monopolism is bad. Okay, then stop playing Game Pass. Stop using Amazon. It's tough, right? Um, so, yeah, it, it's we'll see. Um, that's I think we've had a caveat on a lot of these games except for Elden Ring. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think our... Our uh, official position is have fun playing games before society collapses. <laughs> while. Right? While. Right, exactly. Go to while work society, yeah. and then come home and play games while society collapses. Yep. Did we Imagine create just this feature? Like, or is this our fault? Yeah. Imagine yeah. the... Uh, there's like a lot of people in Ukraine that are still just supposed to show up to work. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you fucking, fucking me? Hell. Are you fucking me? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I will well, say that I will say of all the craziness uh, with Elden Ring's launch, uh, it's the first game in years that I have stayed up hella late on nights that I shouldn't. Yeah. Playing it. Oh yeah. Um, and I have no complaints. Uh, I've gone to work tired and dealt with it, uh, with no yeah. one to blame but myself, and I've been happy about it. Worth it. <laughs> and I know this is one of those games too, because you've already talked about it. Where, as you're at work, you're thinking about like, oh dude, I wonder what's going on in the swamp, dude. I, I have literally sat with my spear build. I have sat with customers <laughs> and talked about it at length. Uh, awesome. One day I was sitting with somebody, and this is actually great because it brought you up. I was sitting with somebody one day and Often talking about gaming, and they asked what I was playing. I was like, "Oh, Elden Ring. How about you?" And uh, what, what what have you been playing the most lately, Austin? What have you uh, what have you been playing for you know literal what have years? I been playing? What what have you hmm. been? What spreadsheet have be? you been sinking it's all your time not into? Certainly something that I talk about every episode. Did we just we tack this back? It. Did we tack it back to Excel? We tacked it back to Excel. We yeah. started with Excel. Yeah, so I got my cousin to. Uh, I got my cousin to play uh, Crusader Kings three now too. So yeah, here's here's that. the irony. The customer was, was it's console with. edition. The customer I was sitting <laughs> with said that he had been playing Crusader <laughs> Kings. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, there's been a couple of games that I think have been able. Elden Ring is one. So like Crusader Kings. Their previous biggest game was Hearts of Iron. I, I don't have numbers in front of me, so I couldn't say. But Crusader Kings 3 has breached the typical Paradox market to such an extent that it's unbelievable. So, so, yeah, my cousin comes out and says he's been playing this. He's never played Stellaris. He doesn't play Cities Skylines. He doesn't play anything by Paradox. This is somebody who buys and plays... I don't know if he still does this, but for a while, he would buy the yearly release of Dynasty Warriors. That so, is not what you would think of as like a PC player that's going to go play Crusader Kings, which is essentially uh, Google Maps on one side and uh, Excel spreadsheet on the other. But here, here's the best part, though. The guy that I talked to that said he had been playing some Crusader Kings and having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I have, a, I have a friend that's been playing that a lot, too. Really digs it, really digs it. Um, conversation went a little bit different. I started updating some stuff, asked if they still worked at where they currently had listed for us. Said, oh, no, I started doing this instead. I was like, oh, how do you like it? His response... Uh, it's a lot of spreadsheets, so it's not bad. <laughs> Straight See? up, it went from the guy loves playing Crusader Kings Fantasy to the guy likes reality. his work because he is just doing Excel spreadsheets all day at work. Yeah. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I love it. I was like, 
are you you're messing with me right are you joking and I, I, I told him the fact that we rip on you all the time for playing game that game and, and, and how that game is basically spreadsheets. And he just like thought for a second was like, yeah, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Did you That's plug awesome. the show? Shameless plug? <laughs> no. Did we no, get no. a new listener? No, no, no. I, uh, Hold on, wrong. let me look. I was too caught off guard by the fact that he said he combined those two things. And I was just like, this isn't real. It's more than a joke. <laughs> this isn't a real it's, conversation. It's, it's real. It's reality. Oh, yeah. That's reality, folks. All That's right. reality, folks. That's reality, folks. Um, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mammothgamesing. Check out all the top news and video game stuff there. Chat with us on the daily. We appreciate all of that as well. Follow us on Twitter at mammothgamesinc, um, where you can help us determine if this needs more dog. You get that could, reference if you dog want could it, could it be dog? Could it be dog? <laughs> dog? For MGI, I am Jay with me this week. We have Austin. What's up? We have Johnny Wright. Hey, hey. And Brian. Don't buy GTA Online. Have a good one, guys.